Hey, welcome to Church Alive's podcast. We are so blessed and so honored that you could join us here today. We hope this message is something fresh, real, and powerful for your life. Our mission here is to reach, teach, and empower people to impact their generation for Christ. Thanks for joining in and enjoy the message. Thank you for every man, every woman within the sound of my voice. I pray, Lord, that Lord, your touch will be in this house. I sense you already. I know you're here, God, to breathe on these moments. You don't want us going through the rituals. You don't want to just hear another sermon. You want to grow your sons and your daughters. You want to love on your people. You want to reach people that have never been reached before. So I invite you, Holy Spirit, to elevate Jesus. I invite you, Holy Spirit, to elevate the Father. Take my personality, take my gifts, Lord, but equip your people. Love them today, I pray. Build them today, I pray. Lord, do exceedingly and abundantly more than I'll ask or imagine, I pray. Come on, uh, Faithfield Church said. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand. Praise God. Praise God. High five your neighbor, tell him you're good looking and people like you. At the end of the service, I'm going to um, lead us. I don't want to preach too long today uh, because I do want people to get prayer today. We're, we're anointing with oil. We're praying for people all across our January series right at the front of church. And we will do that on a regular basis, but it is a special um, month where we just believe the touch of God and the Word of the Lord is going to come in your world and in your mind. And so I don't want to go over my time, however that's possible. Have you ever noticed if you read Philippians chapter 3, Paul is summing up and then there's still a chapter 4? That's a preacher right there, let me tell you. Um, and then if you have not got baptized, man, I cannot encourage you enough to get baptized. Um, even if you were, if you were um, dedicated or baptized as an infant or maybe you, I often bump into this, someone's like, hey, I was 11, I got baptized, and to be honest, the only reason I did get baptized was because my friends were all getting baptized, and it would have been awkward if I didn't, and uh, I do believe it must be a decision of the heart from you, and so if you've not had a decision of the heart for you, you can still honor your past, you can still honor your family, you can still honor your mom and your dad who perhaps dedicated you or baptized when you were young. You say, man, mom and dad, I love you that you, you brought me up to believe in God, but I do believe there's a moment in my life where I have to do it for personally for myself. Does that make sense? So I was uh, having a fun time with my kids yesterday. We got to play a game called Apples to Apples. Ever played that game? Apples to Apples. Pretty cool game. Anyway, it's kind of above where my kids are at, to be honest. And so, like one of the words, uh, Shelly was like, I thought that was constipation. And it was like nothing even close to, to that. And then Hope was just uh, glad she was involved, right? She actually was just sitting on the table. And as long as we made sure she had enough cards, she was kind of happy. And occasionally we'd go, you won. She's like, yay. And so forth. So it's just kind of a fun family night. Sometimes we like to do just a movie night, but it was kind of cool doing a, a, uh, a little bit of a game night that was uh, stretching my kids' vocabulary. And to be honest, definitely stretching my wife's vocabulary. Um, <laughs> I'm amazing, but, uh, you know, it was stretching her vocabulary and so forth, hoping to be still married by tomorrow, right? And uh, my wife has a sign down there, actually, it says stop, 
Uh, that's, that's for her instead of telling me uh, now, just go, don't do it. Now she just holds up a little sign. I've got other signs that I could hold up and so forth. <laughs> that I will not break out ever. <laughs> Amen. Are you doing good today? Having a little fun in the house of God? How many of you know that's good? But so often in, in Apples to Apples, my kids would say, what does that word mean? And obviously we would have to give them clarity to try and break down a perhaps far more difficult word um, so that they would have comprehension on it. And I do find that the, sometimes the longer I'm a Christian, um, I can use Christianese words, vocabulary words, big Bible words, and you got to understand that sometimes people are amening something, they have no idea what I'm even talking about. You know, you might have been, here's what you got to understand, like you might have been a Christian for 30 years, like, Pastor, I just want you to go deep, brother. I just want you to break down the Greek and the Hebrew. And someone else has just come from the club last night, and they have no idea on your deep words, and you're trying to go deep, and I'm trying to rescue people. And I just want to tell you that Church Alive is a place of rescue in Jesus' name. When I say the word of the Lord for the year is dominate, I want to describe, I want to try and unpack and teach for a moment on what that really means, even the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord, I believe, is a specific word for a group of people that would determine the next season they are in or about to enter in. The Word of the Lord brings clarity to fogginess. The Word of the Lord is when you've been sitting in church for years and it just seems to go in one ear and out the other and suddenly it comes alive. The Word of the Lord has met you where you need it. You and I don't need a Word of the Lord sometimes, occasionally, maybe every five years. There will be times where the Word of the Lord will rock you but you need a regular word from the Lord that just encourages you along the journey. This is why the house of God is, is a place where we call it being fed because the word that is in you does actually need to be fed. The word of the Lord uh, gets you unstuck. The word of the Lord brings strength to weakness. The word of the Lord brings direction to those who are lost. It brings warning to those who need warning. The Word of the Lord causes love to ooze out of you and sometimes hatred and apathy and unforgiveness would actually ooze out of you. The Word of the Lord restores you to who you are originally created to be. The Word of the Lord builds. The Word of the Lord is the moment that sometimes a dream or a whisper from heaven or a moment in praise and worship or someone comes alongside you and they just say something to you and you didn't even, they didn't even know it was important, for, but for some reason, God used that one simple encouragement to say, don't quit, don't go back to drugs, don't end your life, don't quit that marriage, don't do that thing that you are called to do. The Word of the Lord brings eyesight to blindness. Are you with me? The Word of the Lord is like a hammer that breaks a dam, breaking limitations that stop a river of life flowing in your soul. The soul of those who receive it by faith. When we hear the Word of the Lord, it is critical for us to 
sometimes just receive it by faith and later wrestle with it in our mind. Because you do not often know what the Word of the Lord truly means until you've wrestled that thing to the ground. God does not show you a movie of your life. God gives you glimpses of your life. When God called me to preach, He really spoke to my heart so clearly. I was 19 and I heard the echo of heaven say, preacher, preacher, preacher. But it takes years to unpack all that that calling means. And so often we are looking for direction from God, um, but God just wants us to be faithful in what we do know to do, and then He will continue to show us as we walk with Him, yeah. right? He is our shepherd and He guides and He leads. However, if you're wandering away from Him, you, you, you may get occasionally some warning voices, but you won't get the little bumps of encouragement. Yeah. Are you with me, Church Alive? Yeah. The word of the Lord breathes onto dry bones, brittle bones, stale faith, and causes it to come alive. It is not the logos, the written word. It is when the Holy Spirit breathes on a word. The word of the Lord came to a woman sitting at a well and opened her eyes, and all of a sudden she realized the Messiah was sitting in front of her. The word of the Lord brings healing to the sick. The Word of the Lord brings vision to those who are visionless. The Word of the Lord um, stops a man from being a selfish pig. The Word of the Lord stops a woman being selfish. The Word of the Lord will arrest us sometimes. The Word of the Lord is, is critical for you and I to understand. I'll say this now, the Word of the Lord must be honored. The Word of the Lord does not come forth because God said it. The Word of the Lord comes forth because it got in you. Listen to me. The word of the Lord does not just come forth. God does not prophesy over someone and say, you will be this, and then it just happens. That person has to wrestle on the inside with that word. God has to continue to morph in that man what he is shaping to be. You've you got to understand that, that what God is actually trying to create in you, it's, it's like he's trying to make you a hammer. Or he's trying to make you a tool. Or he's trying to make you an instrument in his hand. But how many you know that, that actually the making of something and the shaping of something sometimes takes some progress and some pain? Yeah. Right? Like, have you ever, uh, we, were, we were shopping recently, and, and you ever order uh, bananas? And, and um, not bananas, but bananas, okay? That's how we're going to do it. And, um, and they're all green, and, and yesterday we ordered bananas and they're all green. I was like, did they see the bananas? Like how green do they want to? But how many know that if you just wait long enough, that green, weird looking bananas are going to become a nice banana, right? And, 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 and how many know that all of you have gifts and talents? But you've got to sometimes just say, God, just put me in the right environment. In the right environment, that thing will actually produce and become mature because right now, some of you have gifts and talents, but you can't be given to anyone else because they'll spit it out. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. Anyone encouraged already? Yeah. The Word of the Lord cannot be sprinkled. You must immerse in it. Often we want to sprinkle our Christianity, don't we? Just a little sprinkle. Just, can I, can I have some water with a little lemon in it? Just give me the lemon, just squeeze it. 
And, and, and God is saying, no, 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 I need full dosage lemonade out of you, and you're trying to sprinkle in a little lemon, yeah. right? For your, how many of you would like to grow this year in faith and, and just in wisdom and in love and in goodness and all kinds of stuff? Here's the truth of that. It doesn't just happen. Like the sun will come up and the sun will go down. And how many know that you won't just change overnight? Hebrews, uh, now we wish we would, right? Now you'll get older and smellier. You don't have to try to do that one. But to improve, Hebrews 11 verse 33 and 34 says this, who through faith they conquered kingdoms. They administered justice. They gained what was promised. They shut the mouths of lions. They quenched the fury of the flames and escaped the edge of the sword whose weakness was turned to strength. How many like that one? Whose weakness was turned to strength. The word of the Lord will break timid people and make them courageous. The word of the Lord will make a, a timid person shift up and say, I cannot stay like that. The, the word of the Lord will make a, a tight, stingy person into a generous-hearted person. It'll take time, but you'll get there. The word of the Lord will make a cold person warm, loving. How many of you get more loving as the longer you're a Christian? If you're doing it right, you got, you're becoming more loving. Right? If you're becoming bitter and weird, come to the prayer line. Actually, come to the prayer line anyway. Okay? Can I get an amen? Amen. We step into the word of the Lord. We step into the promises of God. We do it by faith and patience. We align ourselves. We align our mind, our priorities, and our days with God's agenda. Let me get into the two points I have for you today that are really, I think, one is practical and one is very spiritual. Um, I want to cover our last few weeks. Our first week, we talked about what fills you, leads you, and whatever leads you eventually controls you. What fills you? And we began the, the first Sunday of the year to say, what is it that truly fills your life? And if we are honest sometimes, what fills us is actually a little bit embarrassing. And so we have to come to God humbly again and say, God, I've noticed that, that sometimes I'm filled with good stuff and, and 60% of the time I might be filled with other bad things. But I, I am bringing myself to you and I'm asking you to fill me because whatever fills me leads me. And whatever leads me controls my life. And whatever controls my life determines what I worship in this world. And last week we began to talk about the dedication and dependence and the destiny-defining friends of Daniel and how they changed the world. So I want to talk to you about this all-important topic today as we are looking to dominate in 2019. First thought is this, dominate the day. Dominate the day. Your daily agenda is the biggest indicator of whether you are successful or not. You get that one? Yeah. I promise you, that's gold. Your daily agenda is your megaphone to tell, to tell the world what your priorities are. Don't tell me what your priorities are. Show me your daily agenda. 
Don't, don't tell me. How many of you believe exercise is important? Now, 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 now's that time to kind of feel guilty, right? If you're not really making it a part of you. And everyone says the same thing, like I have no time. But, but what really is important finds its way in the calendar, doesn't it? If you tell me, Anthony, spending time with God is important and it's never on the calendar, it's not important, right? You, you have a concept, a, a concept in your mind of what you think is important, but you have not yet allowed it to affect your daily calendar. I want to suggest this today. If I'm not affecting, if this church is not affecting your daily calendar, I feel like I'm wasting your time. Because there's one thing to preach an encouraging, teaching, uh, inspiring message. There's another thing to say, man, I hope that the habits of our house change. I hope the habits of our men change. I hope the habits of our women change. Because if I preach to your day and your agenda and your calendar, I have changed your life forever. Because if you want a great year, don't evaluate the year, evaluate the days. Does that make sense? Listen to what John Maxwell said, leaders don't rise to the pinnacle of success without developing the right set of attitudes and habits. Watch this now, they make every day, man, a masterpiece. Isn't that good? Some of you aren't agreeing, but believe me, it's true. John Wooden, the great basketball coach said, make every day your masterpiece. Make every day. See, the principle of God in creating the world is He knew what He wanted to do. And we have a whole week on this in our transformed men's groups and women's groups. It's called the transformed day. It means I see the day, clear as can be, I act along that day, and then I take a moment of reflection at the end of my day. And God did that every day for six days. And then at the end of the week, He says, I'm going to take a whole day just for myself. And I look back on my week and go, it was good, it was very good, and it was holy. And isn't it amazing that business leaders all across the world know this principle, do this principle, actually all the time, yet sometimes us in the church, we don't. This is God's principle. And if I am following God, what am I going to copy? So I must see my day successfully. I must say, God, fill me with your pictures of your success today. What do I need to do today? How do I need to prioritize today? And then I act. Someone say act. act. Right? It, it doesn't just happen. Haven't you noticed that? Don't you wish it would just happen? Don't you wish you could just see the day and talk like God? You're like, tasks done. <laughs> Sit back on your lazy boy chair and then just kind of chill. Right? Jim Rohn said this, for something to change, you have to change. Love me a little Jim Rohn every once in a while. If you don't know who he is, just jump on YouTube. Jim Rohn, he's got something good to say, trust me. For something to change, you have to change. He said this, I thought it was classic. He said, if someone gives you a million dollars one day, best you become a millionaire. What does that mean? It means that that if you don't, someone might give you a title of success, but eventually your personal development will either shrink that thing or increase that thing. Your level of leadership will increase that thing or shrink that thing, right? The health of your home, you're going to make that home flourish or you're going to shrink it to dysfunction. 
This is where we misunderstand God. And I, I feel like I need to take a little bit of time here. This is where we misunderstand God. Now, there's some people, and you might be one of these people. There's some people that they believe in God, but they, the everyday part of their life, they don't really engage God much. It's more like, okay, God, I believe in you, but I'm going to get it done myself, right? And, and it's not really how God wants you to live. However, in more faith environments that believe for God to move and the supernatural and so forth, sometimes we sit on the other extreme. We are believing God to do and move, and often He's actually waiting for us to do something. So, so we're, we're on one side, someone's like, I believe in God, but I'm going to make it happen myself or they don't depend on God. There's someone else over here praying He would do everything and doing nothing. So let me suggest this. I remember years ago, I was preaching. I was praying about a particular challenge in our church. I was like, Lord, and I was praying about it for years. And finally, it dawned on me one day. I went, oh my gosh, I don't have a prayer problem about this. I have a preaching problem about this. Because I was praying about something I was failing to preach on. I was failing to teach on something. And so I was praying and asking God to do it. And he says, no, you do it. How, can I, let, me help, let me help a marriage in here. I know it's not a relationship series, but I kind of seem to warm up to it even before it starts off and so forth. A lot of people are praying for a better marriage. I can give you some quick advice. Like, if you do something that's good, it increases the temperature. Well, he's going to do this for me. Wait a second. We often are waiting for the other person to do something for us. I've been guilty of that. I'm like, what's my wife doing for me? <laughs> I totally, I, we've all been, if you've been married longer than a month, you've kind of wondered to yourself, when's she or when's he going to do that for me? When are you? Right? When are you? <laughs> like, like, if you make them breakfast in bed, how many know the, the marriage just got better? You didn't need to pray about it, you just went and did it. How I many know if you had sex, it just got better? At least for one of you. Relationship series prequel. Just prequel. Just cool. Shake it off. Listen to me. In the sovereignty of God, God has given you a high level of sovereignty over your own life. I think sometimes, I, I've heard Christians talk about the sovereignty of God and they act as if He's pulling every string. It's not true. It's not true. Because why would He give us the Bible? Why would He give us the Bible with promises, instructions, warnings, teachings, if He was going to do it all anyway? There is an over-reliance in some realms of Christianity on the sovereignty of God, and we say things like this, this, this that sound really spiritual. Well, if it's God's will, it's going to happen. When how many of you know that your car is messy because of you? Your desk is messy at home because of you. Your closet is a disaster or clean because of you. I've never woken up and an angel was just like mopping my kitchen floor. I, I've never had that. I've, I just walked in and Gabriel was down there just, hey, just wanted to help you out, brother. And he's doing the dishes. 
right? There is a whole lot that God has given you. You know some people are praying for peace in their home, but their house is a disaster, and that's why you don't have any peace. And it, 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 we over-spiritualize things. We really do. Like if you're single in here, um, you can do things that get you not single. Like, I, I, I'll help out later, but, but I remember this from my own story. I just remember I was a third year, a junior in college, and I remember thinking to myself, oh, I guess I, I probably won't marry a, a, a Liberty girl. That was kind of my thought. And I was like, when was the last time I asked one out? I was like, shoot. Well, partly I was broke, so it's hard to ask him out, KFC. And, um, <laughs> hey, want to go out, but you pay. <laughs> Men, don't do that. I just want to say this. Listen, I heard someone recently go on a date with someone, and the dude didn't even lean to pay. He didn't even lean to get his wallet. That better not be a church alive dude. That's all I'm going to say. Better pay. Just come on. Pay the first one at least. <laughs> I mean, second, third, hopefully. Eventually, you might need a conversation if she's a big baller. But, uh. <laughs> If it's God's will, it'll happen. You know, if you never hang out in an environment where single people are, you can't meet single people. So sometimes, sometimes, sometimes we're praying for things that he's like, but you need to get out of fear. Right? You know someone, here's the thing, you know someone in your life, um, like you know a dude, you're like, hey man, brush your teeth, or you ain't getting any date. Like you know someone, Right? Right? Anyway, all right, I'm spending too long on this. Life takes management, your finances, your health, your relationships. God will bless you with health and you'll ruin it. The promise of God is health for his children, but we can ruin it by mismanagement. All right, just avoid that cookie aisle, amen. Number two, number two, desire divine direction how do you dominate decide the devotion of the day but desire divine direction daniel chapter 2 says this during the night the mystery was revealed someone say revealed it was revealed. He, he got about praying. He got in an urgent situation. Sometimes the urgent situations in your life are a disguised blessing. They really are because if you're, if you're always content, you don't seek God, right? But when you seek God, you're like, God, I need you. And, it, and, and I would say that you have to seek God. The Bible says seek Him with all of your heart. Like if you seek God for five minutes and, and Instagram for 55 minutes, which one is going to influence you more? Which one's going to fill you more? Don't scroll on Instagram hoping for a word from the Lord. Oh, that's a good quote. Let's move on to the next quote. Next quote. Quotes do nothing for you unless they sit in you for a while. Because information without application leads to frustration. Right? It leads to information without application leads to stagnation. You have to apply the Word of God. Are you with me? Daniel 2 says this. Now watch this now. Praise be to the name of God. I'm in so much trouble. I've got, gone way over time. Praise be the name of God forever. Watch this now. It says this. 
for wisdom and power are his. Why do I need to seek God? Because wisdom and power are his. You have some wisdom, amen? There's a level of wisdom you have. There's a level of power you have. There's a level of wisdom and, and power that the demonic has. But God says this, wisdom and power are his. And in an age and a time where they were slaves, they were being dominated, the word of the Lord brought them into a place of victory, a place of domination. They influence a nation like few have ever influenced through the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord is so vital to your life. The word of the Lord changed me at 18. The word of the Lord changed me again at 19. I actually look at any of the flourishing and any of the success that we've had in our church, and I can actually trace it to most of the time, the word of the Lord. I was like, God, that was your strategy, not mine. That was your plan and not mine. And when I followed the word of the Lord, God has elevated me and promoted me. How many need some of that? Wisdom and power are His. If you never seek God, you're saying He doesn't have it. Man, listen to me. If you never seek God, you're saying, I have the wisdom. I have the power. You have a level of wisdom. You have a level of power. But if you really want to elevate to where God intends you to be, you will seek His wisdom and seek His power. Maybe, have you ever thought that God would give you a business idea that would make you a multi-million idea? Sorry, a multi-millionaire? Like, I don't believe God does that. Why not? Now, He may also cause you to sell a business and go do something, but you'd be way more fulfilled. The Word of the Lord will give clarity to a, a, a marriage that's about to break. The Word of the Lord will get you out of addictions. The Word of the Lord will sustain you in the time of temptation. I'll, I'll share this. My, my wife literally gave me a prophetic word one day and she said, honey, you're about to enter a season of temptation. And I was like, thank you. Good chat. And she literally said to me, you're about to enter a season of temptation. And then as a wife would say, she was like, so what's your thoughts? And for the next 30 days, there was a season, season of temptation. But the word of the Lord protected me. The word of the Lord will speak to you. The word of the Lord, if you'll honor it, it'll speak to you, it'll lift you, it'll build you, it'll break, it'll, it'll turn stale faith into something alive. I sense, Stephen, in worship, I'm just like, oh, I sense your fire, Lord. I sense, I, I, I don't want to preach, I don't want to lead a church without sensing the touch of heaven. I don't want to lead this church on my own wisdom. I need the word of the Lord for our lives. I need it. I need it. I need it. I need it. As our church gets bigger and so forth, I need it more. I don't need it less. I need it more. He knows what lies in darkness. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were under literally a slave or a cloud of slavery. And it was the word of the Lord that broke it and lifted them. So vital. So vital you place yourself in a place where you can hear it regularly. I would actually say to you that one of the devil's primary, primary tactics is to keep you away from a place where you hear the word of the Lord on a regular basis. Listen, uh, let, me, let me go to this real quickly. I want you to take these out real quick. 
I'm almost done with my message, but I need to lead you to this first, and then I want to wrap up. In front of you is one of these transform groups. Next, sorry, this week, coming week. Someone say this week. Tomorrow night, men. Um, what is it? Career Tuesday, finance um, Tuesday as well. I didn't realize that. Okay, women's are on Wednesday. We have like 130 women already signed up for, for women. Um, Freedom Group, you're actually too late for Freedom Group. It's, it's filled already. Um, we're, we're capping it, we're limiting it. And so if you sign up for a Freedom Group, it may even be good to give an option B because you may not even be able to get in it. Um, we have at least 70 men signed up for our Transform Groups. And I'm believing for at least, at least over 100 men uh, showing up tomorrow night in this place. Because I'll tell you this, if you get in the right environment, you'll hear the Word of the Lord. I, I, I want to suggest to you today that these, these transform groups are out of the Word of the Lord. God spoke to my heart, help men win in life. Last November, it was clear as a bell. It was the Word of the Lord for my life. And all of a sudden, I felt like God gave me a very clear strategy on how we would do it. We would help men spiritually, physically, relationally, and financially. And in one year, I've never seen so much growth among men, so much breakthrough, so much momentum, so much push forward. And so I just want to say, listen, if you want to move forward in 2019, evaluate your environment so that you can hear the Word of the Lord, so you can be changed. Listen, we have fun together. It's a good time. Um, all of our groups are going to help you transform. So whether you need finances, how many need financial transformation? Right? There's a 65-year-old inside of you, if you're like 20s and 30s, that hopes you get your crap together. There really is. Some of you got too serious on me on that one. Um, let me say this when it comes to men. There's maybe single men. This is for high school and up. High school, there's a high school group, there's a college group on up. Um, there's a girl you're going to marry one day and hope she will all stuff together. There's a woman that you're married to who's hoping you're going to become a championship as you can be. This is why the Transform Groups are all about. So I want you to take a moment right now. If you're not already, if you've not already filled this out, quickly take a moment right now. Put your name, uh, a quick text um, number here, or whatever's most comfortable, and then circle it. Men, pick it up. Don't, don't wait. Tomorrow night you can show up at the door, but we'd much prefer you actually, we, we have a number how many books we have so that we can actually have you a book and so you can start from week one in the strong place. Does that make sense? Okay, take it out real quick. Ushers, can we quickly come forward? Or slowly, whichever one you want to do.
We almost done. Did you get something out of today? Let me remind you real quick. I, I, let me just say this. If you want to dominate this year, determine your day. Right? Determine your day. Master your day. Think about your day. Prioritize your day. And seek God's divine revelation of your life. So critical. All across this place. I want us to bow your head and close our eyes. Thank you, Lord. Father, all across this place, you love your people, sons and daughters, men and women. I pray that this would hit them where they need it. I pray to encourage where they need it. I pray, Lord God, it would really build. I pray it strengthen men and strengthen women and strengthen marriages, strengthen homes and businesses, God. Lord, would you strengthen your sons and daughters all across this place right now. May the Word of the Lord come alive in them in a unique and new way, even today, right now. I pray for the fire of heaven and the presence of God to increase across this place right now. Lord, as we pray for people at the end of this service, I pray that that the Word of the Lord would be in hearts and minds and there would be freedom and and a greater sense of God than, than perhaps they've ever had before, Lord. In Jesus' name. My heads are bowed and eyes are closed all across this place. Have you met Christ? ago, I put my simple faith as a young man in the person of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit just, I could tell, just moved upon my heart and I looked at the picture of Jesus on a cross and as a little, little boy, to be honest, five, six years old, in my heart, I I think I I said, I believe that. Has there been a moment where you said, I believe? across this place, we're going to pray a prayer, and that prayer will connect us to a person. Simply going to tell Jesus we believe. Come on, let's pray this as a church family. Jesus, I believe. I believe you love me. I believe you died on the cross for me. I believe you are who you say you are. Right now, I put my trust in you turn to you, no longer serving self. May I serve you, the one who died for me. All across this place, my heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you meant business with God, quickly, would you raise your hand, raise up high, one, two, three, quickly, all across this place. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And lots of hands going up. Just leave it up long enough so I can see it and just recognize your Thanks, sweetheart. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, those two hands up at the back. Lady in the back there. Father, I pray for every hand. Father, I pray for every heart. Lord, you'd strengthen them. Father, you'd fill them in the mighty and awesome name of Jesus, I pray. And Church of Life's here. Hey, once again, thank you guys for checking us out at Church Alive. If you want to hear more of these messages and want to just hear more about what's going on in the life of our church, make sure to follow us on social media so you can hear more messages just like this and just really hear what's going on in the life of our church. We'll see you this weekend. Have a great week.